Poppin' everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The co-host, as it were, as, as most people know. it. Now that the wedding's over, I feel like we've returned to host-co-host status. Well, special you know. guest. I mean, well, it's well. really it's really great of you to take time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today. Yeah. The good news is, is that like, I mean, when it really comes to like talk shows, the guest is the star, you know? The guest is the star. The, the, I mean, the host, the host's name is on it. And uh, like that's, you know, people are like, hey, are you no. watching? You know, whatever. But like everybody's excited about the guest being there. Yeah, but that's only for one episode. That's true, you but know. that's kind of that's kind of our gag, though. This is like people are like, "Oh, what, what, like, what, what's their shtick? Like, how can I describe this podcast to somebody?" It's like, well, there's a host, right? And then he has the same guest on every single week, and so the conversation just continues. Uh huh. It trudges on forward. Yeah. So it's not like, oh yeah, we should watch we should watch Fallon tonight because uh, Nicole Kidman's going to be on. It's like because then you might tune in because you just want to see her. Oh yeah, right. but you don't always watch Fallon. Right, right, right. Yes. But this is like we should we should listen to the pop because Jonathan Carlin's going to be on. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, but then it's like always like that. It's always like that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody listens for you. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I don't try and reverse this, but I know what you're up to over there. I have I have no problem at all saying that everybody most likely shows up because of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, speaking of events that people show up specifically for specific people, let's yeah. talk weddings. Weddings. So yes, in the last episode of the pop. We made a couple of, I think we had like a list of things we were going to do predictions about, but we just blew right past that as is tradition as is, here on yeah. the pop. Yep. Yep. Boop. Yeah. But a few things were brought up. Um, namely, I think whether or not your speech would make people cry. Yeah. 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 So I gave a speech. You gave a speech. I was very nervous about it. Uh, and the, I, I, it was made worse by the fact that, uh, the, the guy came up to me and he was like, Hey, uh, your speech is coming up here in a few minutes. Um, also I don't have a microphone for you. And that's, so, I, that's such, so that's so annoying. It, it, honestly, no microphone. I know. I was like, I was like, <clears throat> do you have any idea how hard it's going to be for me to like speak emotionally and loudly yeah. to an entire like space? Cause this, gotta, is a, this is a big room. You gotta project you gotta all pro- of a sudden. Yeah. And it's like, okay, who, who <laughs> can project, who can express emotions while also projecting yeah. where, where the projecting isn't the emotion itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you're yelling, you're projecting an emotion. Yeah. Loudly. Loudly. And effectively. Right. Some would probably say. This is the skill of like all Broadway actors, right? Basically. Uh, honestly, yes, a yeah. little bit. Or, or it could be <clears throat> the case that like with Broadway, what they figured out is that emotions can be expressed like so much more dramatically in a way that like is so in keeping with the format of the show Mm. that it's like a really, really, really good performance is walking this subtle line exceptionally well, Mm. but like all things considered, you would still be what would be considered like overacting for like a film role. Ah, I see what you mean. Well, here's the other thing though. Here's the other thing about Broadway actresses is that they have microphones. They do have microphones. They do. Yeah. But they didn't always have microphones. They didn't always. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of stage productions where I suppose people are microphone less and they simply have to project for the people in the back. Yes, exactly. But that's like a phrase for the people in the back. Yeah. You know, like going for it, Uh, which makes me wonder if, if in the early days of Broadway, if front row seats were not considered better seats 
you know, like now, if you could, if, uh, if, if I were to say like, Jay, I got his Broadway tickets. Yeah. Front row. Front row. W- would you be like excited that you were front row or would you be like, Ooh, front row? No, I'd absolutely be excited for okay. sure. So, yes. Now, although I will say, um, once upon a time I worked at a concert venue, you know, this is you've heard <laughs> brand new information, Brand new information. So there we had a theater, theater. <sighs> Wow. Wow. What much pretentious when when you work at a venue, you immediately have to decide what side of the fence you're on on the spelling of theater. Oh, so do not tell me you are team R.E. Oh, I am a thousand percent team R.E. It's way better than theater theater theater. Yeah, no, no. Head on down to the theater. Catch me some of that Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, the theater, the theater. Anyway, R.E. That's definitely the way that's where I land on that debate. Okay. Yeah. At me. I I have to tell you, I'm utterly indifferent. (laughs) Utterly indifferent. Anyway, once upon a time, uh, beauty, we did, we had like Broadway shows come every, uh, every year. And uh, one of the shows that was coming was Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And uh, so I got front row tickets to Beauty and the Beast for me and Beth to go see. Outstanding. Yeah, it was super fun, and I would dec- I would recommend going front row seats. But one of the things they count on, like ninety percent of the, even ninety five percent of the audience not being able to see, which you can a thousand percent see if you're up front, are these little like markers that the actors wear on their foreheads, which I th- I think are t- like to help the um the people running the lights like either like keep track of them or something i don't know but it's always right in the middle of their forehead you probably don't even know what i'm talking about i don't but if you're in the front row it's like why'd you put something right in the middle of your face (laughs) like uh, this is on this is actually very mind-blowing to me because that's like i assumed that if you were up close you might be able to see like uh and i'm sure for broadway it's not tape on the floor it's like like marks yeah that are, are very like intentionally made for like where you're supposed to go no so made out of tape oh they are still made yeah. out of tape okay um yeah to clear them out for the next performance you know next new people will be in there next week i guess that's a good point yeah. I, I was thinking maybe more in like the actual broadway sense where oh it's sure like, you know they've built the entire i mean I, I guess the stage is at least somewhat constructed with the idea of being able to perform the sure. things specific to the space um which is called that tape is called gaffer's tape yeah by the way if, if this is not something that you're familiar with because I remember somebody introduced gaffer's tape to me. It is such useful tape yeah. for so many different things. It comes in a huge variety of colors like Sayonara duct tape. If you've ever used gaffer's tape. Well, well, I don't know if it would be as good at holding stuff together as duct tape. I don't even know. I don't even think duct tape is good at holding stuff together. Okay. I think of duct tape as inefficient tape. Well, duct tape will rip the paint off the wall and gaffer's tape won't. Is, yeah, anyway. And that's so, like the big advantage or one of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, what I was going to say though is I, I assumed you could have seen those markers by sitting up close. I would not have assumed that there was something on the people's faces. Right on their forehead. Right there. Wow. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's just, it's there. You got to be, uh, and you will, I think if you're anywhere other than like the first two rows, it'll be too small and you won't notice it. But of course, you know, otherwise you're really close and you're like, what's on their face? What's on their face? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. This is, this is what this is going to be my query because I have a feeling we're going to get a bunch of emails about this. If you have feedback on this particular dot and it is it is specifically related to lighting, then no email necessary. If it's yeah. something else, then I want to know what it, it is. is. Yeah, I think that it's either lighting or like or the microphones or something. But uh, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go watch Hamilton on Disney Plus because it's a stage production and they do have little dots there. Oh, and you can see them. And you can see them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I did watch Hamilton, but I guess I didn't pay attention to little dots. Yeah, you're far enough away. You don't really notice. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Anyway, so I was giving a speech 
And okay, yeah, we're back to the wedding. You had to give a speech, and it was just you giving a speech, right? We mentioned that Alice was like on the fence. Yeah, so so Alice was, um, a, she was the maid of honor. So this it was it, like one of those neat things about it is that I was the best man, and she was the maid of honor. Yeah. Um, and the the bride was of course Alice's sister, and the groom was of course my best friend Mike. Um, so th- these are people that like despite the fact that they are family are like just also like two of my best friends. Right, right, right. Um, and because Allie didn't think whilst being pregnant and it being her sister's wedding and all of the other like just emotions that are like super in there, she was like, there's no, like I can't do it. There's no way. Right. So you got to, you got to carry the load for both of you now. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so I did, I did feel like then my speech ended up being, uh, cause there was, there, I had gone through and written down like as many memories I had with Mike as possible, which took up like several pages in the Google doc. <laughs> uh, and I, so then I did sort of like shift it to be a little bit more oriented at, at both of them. But I, I ended up crying. And in, in, you in sure middle, did in the middle of the season. Did, was it, was it okay? It was okay. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I think everyone and I uh, thought it was a, a very good speech. I will say that sadly I missed the very beginning of the speech. Oh no. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> Nick and Nate and Luke were all playing outside and Nate had like tripped and like skinned both these. He was like bleeding out of both knees and we're like, where's a band aid? <laughs> you know, and he's just sitting there like screaming like the speeches are about to start. It's like, <gasps> okay, we got to, we got to take him inside and someone's watching Luke. And you, someone, someone look at Nick. And, yeah, it was, it was a little chaos happening in my corner of the world while the speeches were starting. <laughs> it sounds like it. It's so, yeah. honestly, this is, this has been really funny, but when we went on the bachelor party, I got everybody like these, um, hip packs, which yeah. are sort of the evolution of like the camelback water bottle reservoir holder thing, yeah. uh, that you would previously use, or you've probably seen like hikers use or even like runners or whatever. Uh, and so like mountain biking seems like it's migrating a little bit to these hip packs. And so while we were there for that weekend, you know, it, it was packed with like snacks and energy. Mm-hmm bars and stuff like that that we could then pull out on the trails but i will tell you that since leaving the bachelor party i'm like i just want to carry a fanny pack you're just going fanny pack like you're going that fanny life well i honestly it's like the practicality is outstanding Mm -hmm. it's they're so useful and so you were like oh where are the band-aids and it's like oh no worries i have my tuxedo fanny pack (laughs) right here right here so yeah maybe this is how cumberbund started like once upon a time, people were like, you know what? We got this big jacket on. We could like hold a whole pouch of stuff under this thing. And then eventually other people were like, that looks so good. What what did that guy have? Like just like a cool stripe across his, his midsection? We should put a weird stripe across our midsection. This is the origin story of, of cummerbunds. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be that someone was doing it functionally and other people were like, that looks good and didn't assume there was any function. They were like, that's just fashion. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this not the case with like denim? Wasn't denim originally like a, like a very rigid, uh, tough material? Oh, Cause it was like, it was it. Well, it, wow. Taking a wild stab. We'll have to have Jordan to fact check us on this one. I think, yeah, maybe denim was like, like specifically like a cowboy thing. I thought the denim was was used maybe maybe with cowboys or like people working uh, like ranches or doing very uh, like how was that not a cowboy? No, it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I was trying to I was trying to I was going to make a list and then I was like cowboys, people who work ranches, guys on horses, people who lasso things. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge variety. Sheriffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was I was gonna say like potentially like I'm I'm imagining like more like out west like uh, potential like mining situations. Okay, yeah. Maybe like 
uh, where there's like carts <sighs> that would like go into a mountain or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but the, the idea was, is that it was a very like practical piece of clothing that yeah. was not meant to be comfortable or fashionable so much as it was supposed to be like fairly, uh, rugged and protective. Yeah. Um, I, that I think, I think you're right about that. Like I have one pair of jeans that has significantly less like, um, elastic in it. Yeah. It's just like much more denim and it is like way more stiff and it is like, I cannot believe like this is, I don't know if sure it's like a hundred percent denim, but it is like stiff. It's like you take them off and they're still standing. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, these are okay. This is a, this would have been a, a real decision to wear these once upon a time. Sure. 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 Yeah. And, uh, like I always, there's, there's an episode of Seinfeld that never made much sense to me until I wore these jeans. So this, I think the elasticity in jeans is very recent. I, I do think that's correct. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think originally they were meant to, again, like I said earlier, not meant to be comfortable. Yeah. Well, like there's an episode where Jerry challenges Kramer to wear jeans because he says he's never seen him wear them. He's like, I don't think he can do it. And he puts them on. And sure enough, he can't even like bend his legs because they're like, he puts on a particularly tight pair of jeans and he's just sort of like Frankensteining around the whole episode. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and you didn't understand that episode because you didn't realize that denim was. Yeah. Safe. I was like, why would even tight jeans you'd be able to bend? Like, this is like, I can't. What would have to be? This doesn't make sense. But now I get it. Yeah. 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 This makes more sense. This this is also like one of those things, though, too, where it feels like they start super rigid, but then they like they would like break in and then be like exceptionally soft, like somehow like through hard like work. leather. Like, yeah, like yeah. This, this was always the case with like uh, like from the Hunger Games. Katniss has like her her dad's like leather jacket. And it's like it's like he wore it so much that it like became a better jacket. Yeah. You know, like than it originally was. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always like I'm like, man, yeah put to good use. Yeah. So you got to really, got to really wear in that leather. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was also the case. And then I feel like with like, the evolution of that is then like the ripped jeans, Yeah, you know, which again, I think was something that was not intended as a fashion statement, but like literally I wore my jeans until they ripped. Oh yeah. And well, that was such a constant thing. Like if you had like in high school, if you had rips in your jeans, it's like, Oh, did you buy them like that? And it's like, who cares? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, so what if I did? <laughs> no, I earned these rips. Yeah, that makes it better. This is like the suntans all over again. It really is. <laughs> it is. Oh, is that a, is that a spray tan? Or did you, yeah. Did you did you lay out and get that tan, or were you like outside working and get that tan? It's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Does yeah? It doesn't doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. How does it change it? How does it change? I had this argument with Luke all the time. <laughs> like yeah, that suntan yeah. doesn't count. So, no, um, he I, will. I can't imagine Luke arguing with you about anything like this. Oh, here's the kind of things that matter to Luke. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Like you hand, <laughs> you hand Luke, like, let's say, uh, an uncrustable sandwich. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Whole sandwich. It comes in a nice circle and you put that on this plate and he goes, I want it cut. Right. And then you come back and you're like, all right, I'll go cut it for you. Cut it into, cut it into fours. Okay. Right. In half twice. Yeah. Boom. Bring it back. No, it's cut to like, I only wanted it in halves. And it's just like, it really doesn't matter. And I can't fix it. <laughs> it is the it, same sandwich. It is the same sandwich. Alternatively, hip pack, band-aids, problem solved. There you go. Or or you can <laughs> get, are you talking about band-aiding the sandwich back together? Hold on. <laughs> And we're full circle. How do we get to, yeah, how do we get to jeans and fanny packs and cummerbunds, weddings? Here we are. We're back. All right. So another thing we predicted about the wedding was that while we were all staying in this big 
house for the week that houses like 40 to 50 people or something. Um, and your prediction was that that many people living in close quarters in new environment with pools and stuff involved that some someone someone was gonna get stitches. Yeah. Did anyone get stitches? No. No. No one got stitches. But I broke my toe. Then broke his toe. <laughs> I was like, it was the first night too. Oh, and it was like, man. I was like, no. Yeah. It was me. You were the one you called, you called it and then you committed it. I know. And it was, it was like the silliest thing ever too, because it was like, we were, we were all just like the, the pool, uh, had this feature about it that I did not expect to love. And then in the end I was like, if I ever have a pool, you can't have a pool without this, which is, is like effectively a kitty section, but it's, it's like maybe 14 inch depth water, one foot depth water. I would say maybe even, yeah, just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like 12 to 14 inches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so not, not deep, like maybe shin height. Yeah. And, um, this, it was like this nice big 20 by 20 square area and you could just like, you know, walk around, you could sort of be like standing in the water while still like, you know, fully dressed with shorts on or whatever. And it was just, it was, we kept using it and, uh, there were string lights going over the pool. And so one night it was, uh, Mike and John and me and Steven who are like all the characters we constantly talk about. It was me and John. Oh, it was you and John. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's fine. I'm sorry. Maybe Ben forgot I was there. It's cool. My it's bad. Cool. My bad. Yeah. We, what, what, what we, we named the game. Yeah. Uh, manship. Manship. Yeah. yeah. After sports manship. Sports manship. I'm still sorry, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling awful about this. How many this. people have you mistold this story to now? None. This None. is the first time I've ever told the okay. story. I promise you. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, so we were. Yeah, we were there. We were inventing a sport. Inventing a sport. Manship. And um, basically it was just the string light over the pool and hitting a beach ball over the string light back and forth at each other not keeping score, just literally like trying to keep, keep the ball in the air and also make it go over the string light. Yeah. Not really keeping score. The, the real gimmick of it was that the, uh, the string lights went over at a diagonal and not at a even diagonal. Yeah. So it cut the square such that like me and John's side of the court was like 60% of the pool and you and Steven's side was like 40%. Yeah. Which. But if you're imagining a sandwich, it's not cut through the middle. It's cut angle to <laughs> angle. Cut, yeah. It's not like, yeah, it was also cut in a diagonal though. So we had like weird shaped triangles that we were playing in. Yes. Yeah. But the, the advantage then is either that you have more room to move around, but then more space for the opponent to score in. Exactly. Whereas it's much easier for you guys to defend but you can't really move around that much people are like people are like when can i play when can i sign me up it it sounds amazing not even the best sport we've ever invented but we can talk about that in a minute you broke your toe yeah so i mean this this was the thing is that it was like it was so uneventful i mean we were all just standing there talking laughing like it wasn't anything out of control or wild i just lunged for the ball mm-hmm. and my foot ran into the back of Steven's foot mm-hmm. in this extreme, I, I would call it the headbutt phenomenon, mm. which is a headbutt. You win, butt. you had. Yeah. And yeah. I think that every time a headbutt happens, it seems like one person, it hurts a lot. The other person basically didn't feel it. Well, the, yeah, that's how, that's how Tempe wins that fight at the, at the whatever penny. Good name of the wind reference. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't think we've had a name of the wind reference in a couple episodes. I know. Well, so what is the name of that in where they all pennies stop? worth the penny is worth. That's it. Sorry. I got a little, I peaked there. Sorry. Headphone users. That's all right. Yeah. RIP. The penny's worth. Um, yeah. So basically I just, I lunged for it. My foot just ran into the back of Steven's mm. ankle. He didn't feel it 
at all and my toe was broken yeah and it was like one of these things where it was like you know you've stubbed your toe before you know it hurts yeah and it's just like like you've stubbed like on the couch a coffee table whatever and it it was like oh man that right. wasn't good that wasn't good like you and, know it's gonna hurt but i'll walk it off yeah, exactly so it was kind of like I, I think you guys were all like you good you, you good you good you're gonna keep playing keep playing bop, 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 bop. i'm like i'm like I don't know if I'm good. It hurts a lot. It it's, like, it's like, it's not going away either. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, I'm just like, okay, well I'll just keep playing. So I just did. Um, and eventually I like started walking up to the room to go to bed and I walk in and I was like watching the Olympics and, uh, she's like, how was it? And I was like, I think I broke my tail. And she's like, no, no. And so like, we're looking at it. We're trying to figure out if like anything's bad. It's not that bad. But so then I wake up the next morning to my toe hurting. Yeah. And I'm like, good it buckets. it's worse. It's worse. And then it slowly turned like purple yeah. throughout the day. Like, man, I think you broke your toe for real though. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like, Ooh, Ooh. this isn't good. So it all honestly would have been fine. I was able to, I like the shoes. If you're watching right now that I'm wearing, I, I can lace up really tight. So for the most part, it wasn't a problem until that evening when it was the wedding yeah and i go to like you know un- undo my tux and mm-hmm. alice is the one who i rent my tux through because yeah. her bridal shop rents tuxes sure so she just has my measurements so like i didn't even go and get fitted for a tux she just ordered it for me yeah and she ordered shoes that were a like full size to a size and a half too small <sighs> like it's like a real bummer they i mean they were too small yeah <laughs> and so i'm like oh dear oh dear so like, I, I it's like one of these things where it's like you know basically cram in hurts a lot yeah and then your your my, like my toes were like you know like if you if you were gonna like scratch yourself they were like that you know yeah like it's like they were like all bent in i was like all scrunched in Ooh, this like even my foot that didn't have a broken toe hurt a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> bad situation even for people with healthy feet yes yes and so then like as the night's going on though i'm like okay well like the problem is, is that like i'm the like i'm the best man so like i'm fairly involved with the rest of the night like yeah there's not a good point where i could just sort of like go and like you know saunter off and right and swap shoes or something plus this is like one of those things i feel like i take way too seriously but all i had were brown shoes and i yeah. was wearing a black tux and i was like you can't wear brown shoes with a black tux you absolutely could not do that no i don't think you're taking that too seriously i think you're taking it appropriately seriously appropriately okay okay yeah. okay so anyway i literally just endured the entire night and then finally went to take my shoes off and it was like it was like i was taking my climbing shoes off yeah which if you've ever gone rock climbing before you know the entire objective is to wear shoes that are too small so you've got like real f- yeah. Real thin, real, yeah, yeah, and oh my, stiff. They there were like imprints of each of my toes on each of my other toes mm. from how badly they were in there. And Sounds so painful. It still hurts. It's, it's oh, still, still hurts. It still hurts. Oh, I goodness. mean, not not terribly. It's gotten better. There's not the other thing is there's not really much you can do for a broken toe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was dating someone in high school and I was talking to them on instant messenger one night and they were like i broke a toe today and i was like oh like i had never heard of this and i was like oh my gosh are you okay like should i bring you soup or something can do you need help and it was like what no i've broken like all my toes before and i was like what oh okay uh what Uh, huh how can that be how can that be it's like wait so you're okay Okay, so this is it's not a big deal. Okay. Well, it feels like a big deal. I know. It feels yeah. like a big deal. I do agree with you on that <laughs> yeah. front. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I've ever broken anything that I've been aware of before. Yeah. Uh, and if it has been something, it's been a finger or a toe from, like, and, you know, it's just like, oh, I jammed my finger slash it, it must have broken inside of there. It's giving me the tinglies. Yeah. Let's not talking about it. Yeah. Let's not talking about it. Yeah. What, what do we got next? What do well, we got next? then how about, how about the element of surprise? Did not even see it coming. See, no one ever does. Wow. No one ever That's does. the best part about the element of surprise. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Um, this was, 
this is also kind of about the wedding. And I've told almost everyone in my life this story except you because I was waiting for the pop. Good. Okay. Yes. I am so excited for the story because okay. you were in the process of like telling me something and you were like, and this was last week after yeah. we got back and you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait until we're recording the pop. So this is a story that apparently is very interesting that you have withheld from me. I, it has been difficult. And because, because I've told other people, like most of the rest of our family has heard it now. And we were going to be at uh, our niece Olivia's um, birthday party this weekend. And I was like, there's no way it's not going to come up. And then like, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin it for the pop because someone else is going to bring it up. Yeah. But then uh, Beth and I arrived at Olivia's birthday party and you thankfully had a headache and had to leave. So it didn't get ruined. I know. Yeah, I know it was, uh, let me, let me just take a, like a small sidebar on this particular moment sidebar. because <laughs> I, this is something that I feel like has happened to me in so many occasions in my life, but it's like the, I, I had like, a, a probably more venturing into a migraine. Um, and so like the nausea factor is like mm. pretty substantial yeah. and there is just nothing worse than the idea of being like almost even trapped inside of the confines of just small talk conversation and then being like pardon me like because i need to go and you know mm. have sponges in the yeah, backyard or have something sponges, yeah and it's like i'm at a different person's house like i don't know what the like where where's the where's the fire escape plan then this is the most perfect segue we could have hoped for okay if you can believe it or not because having sponges was exactly what led to this story okay so uh you, you predicted that someone would get stitches. No one did, but you did break your toe. Yep. However, another likely thing when you're having um, a big house of people like this that are all strangers and suddenly intermingling is the possibility for some sort of sickness or ailment to sweep the house yes yeah it's, quickly it, it's almost like the like when like con flu yeah i think is a thing like where you go to like a big con and you're just yeah. like meeting tons and tons and tons of people and it's like right you, you somehow you were exposed to something right it's just like or it's like like a norovirus on on cruise ships it's yes. just like it's yes. it's there and so it was maybe it was the day after the wedding and we woke up in the morning and found out that like three people last night had all like had sponges and it was like, Oh boy, that seems like a lot. And it does. But yeah. the, the other thing too is, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a very like big, um, uh, adult beverage yeah. kind of weekend yes. is the other thing. So too. you're like, maybe you're chalking it up to that. You're really trying to talk yourself out of it, but it's like, not all, but and then they're like, oh no, we we traced it back to the specific food. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But then, sure enough, later that night, it was like three more people just had sponges, and it was like that. To me, I was still pretty like, I don't think I'm okay. I I think this is still isolated to the one family to like one family or like a specific meal that you know they ate or something because whatever. I wasn't I wasn't personally too concerned. However, um. That was not the opinion of Beth or Beth's mom, who was there as well. And they were like, we got it. We got to go. Like, I think in particular, the fear was that like all like me and Beth and Luke and Nick and Nate would all have sponges at the same time at a vacation place surrounded by strangers trapped. Oh, yeah. Away from home. And like that would have been. It, had that happened, true nightmare scenario. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway, we ended up like leaving a day early and even like that night, like we can't not risking it, just going home now, um, which meant at like eight o'clock, we start packing up the van 
and we're like going to hit the road. It's like a six hour drive home or something. It is. It's pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a long drive to suddenly be told that we're we're going on like, OK, let's uh, I'm going to have to get a monster energy drink, you know? No way. Did you get a monster? Energy? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I did. I was like, you know what? This is another occasion. <laughs> you are joshing. Me I right am now. not. No, no, no. Wow. Yeah. You should have you should have included a second element of a surprise. Second, because, yeah. Are you surprised? Because despite the fact that you have recently had a monster energy drink, I'm only even more surprised that you've had <laughs> a second one. It's a gate. It's a gateway, man. It's yeah, a, I've opened the door. A gateway energy drink. <laughs> I think Red Bull is the gateway energy drink. I'm through the door, man. I'm into the I'm into monster zone now. But what I was thinking was that like coffee wasn't going to do it. Uh, this was another situation. Where I was like, I'm going to have to be up at least until two in the morning driving uh, to get home. If not longer, I got to hit my system with something it's not expecting in terms of energy supplement. Okay. So that was my reasoning for going for the monster. However, that is not even the most surprising part of this story. Oh dear. Yeah. So, um, one facet of the outer banks that I'm sure you heard was the frogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're loud. Yes. Lots of frogs everywhere. So many frogs. I mean, it was so many frogs. Yeah. 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 People are like sending pictures. Look, we saw this cool frog stuck to the window or whatever. And then it was like, oh yeah, they're everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. They're just everywhere. So anyway, when we were getting in the car, not before we were leaving, but like a day before that, I think to go to the beach or something, um, we were all loading into the car and Luke uh, alerts me and Beth up in the driver's seat that there is a hopper on Nate's car seat. And we're like, there's a what? And we're thinking that he means like a grasshopper or something like he sees a bug. Sure. And we're like, no, there's a hopper. We're like, no, what? Do you, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, let's just go. Everyone like, you know, you're frustrated. You're like, I just want to get in the car and go to the beach. And he's like, no, there's a hopper. We turn around. Sure enough, there's this tiny little frog like on the window above Nate's seat. And we're like, oh, wow. Great. Look, there's a frog. What are the, what are the, that's so crazy. Uh, so <clears throat> like, we should we should get that out of the car. We should do that. So I go to like open the car door, like the sliding door on the side. Yeah. And it uh, gets like halfway there and the frog just falls. I think it was scared because it started moving uh-huh. and it falls and it's sort of like where it fell was sort of like where the sliding door is like next to the van. Oh, you know dear. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And so like couldn't see it. Thought, well, I guess it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Out of sight. It's gone. Out. Of, yeah. It's gone. It felt like it could have fallen either straight to the like to the outside because the door was open, you know? Yeah. Or it could have landed not outside. I'm using context clues. <laughs> you think you know where this is going? It feels like it didn't fall outside. Well, let me tell you. It did not fall outside. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I discovered that at about 12 midnight, mid-drive, it is pitch black in the car, and I am driving the van. And we're going down the highway, and all of a sudden... I, I'm just sitting there, like hands on the steering wheel, and all of a sudden I feel a drip on my right arm. And I'm like, how on earth? And it was like raining out. Not, it wasn't raining. It was like threatening to rain outside. Okay, okay. And so I'm like, how on earth did water just drip from the ceiling? Like, what was that? And I look over, and guess what it was, Ben? The frog. It was the frog. <laughs> <laughs> the frog had. <laughs> Fallen from the ceiling of the van onto my arm. What a narrow area. How narrow. How Lands narrow. on my arm while I'm driving. Hands on the steering wheel. And I look over and like the speed at which my brain does the math. Like, I mean, I knock it off of my arm in like less than half a second. But like 
all the information that went through my brain was, oh my gosh, that's not rain. It's a frog. Get it. Oh, that was the frog from earlier. It never fell out of the car. Wow. Oh, mm. and I, that, that's everything that went through my brain at like lightning speed. And I'm like, like, whoa. And that's like, what was that? And now I'm like, oh no. How do I tell you that I'm I just like, possibly smacked the I'm frog like, at no, you? Yeah, I'm like, that was the frog. And she was like, what? And I was like, the, when Luke saw the hopper the other day, it didn't fall out of the car. It just fell onto my arm and I just knocked it between us. <laughs> and, and Beth is immediately like, you know, like, like, hands legs everything touching you know as far away from the center console as she could possibly get and she's like we have to stop we have to pull over and i'm like yeah okay let's let's just i don't know how we're gonna see it because i mean it's like maybe the size of like a little bit bigger than a quarter you know right right yeah they're not very it's big, not very big yeah. and it's brown and it's pitch black in the car and it's just somewhere <laughs> it's just somewhere and you know, beth, beth is freaking out and then without warning the frog hops and it lands on Beth and she just screams like, which even though I'm expecting it startles me and I'm like, whoa, you know, I'm like, like jerk the car a little bit. And we're like calling her parents. We're like, we need to pull over because their parents were like also leaving and they were driving ahead of us. We're like, we need to pull over. We have a frog in the car. It's a frog situation. <laughs> we got a frog in the car right now. We got a frog in the car. <laughs> and so fortunately we were right next to an exit and we were like able to get off on the ramp and then pull off on the side of the road. And you know, <laughs> gosh, Beth like, you know, jumps, I get out of the car. Beth jumps over to the driver's seat, like as far away from the frog as she can get, because she thinks it's like on her side of the car. But sure enough, and all the scramble, it has jumped back towards the driver's seat, lands on her again. She <laughs> freaks out, knocks it off, and then gets out of the car. And finally, we're able to like trap it on the window, grab it, get it out of the car. Meanwhile, of course, now you know Beth is like screamed that the frog jumped on her, and the car has come to a pretty abrupt stop. All three kids are just awake now and screaming and crying, no. and they're just like they have no idea what's going on. They were all completely dead asleep, and but uh, that's that was the that was the frog in the night. <laughs> the frog in the <laughs> that night. Was the frog in the night. That's the title of the episode. Oh my gosh, it was. Uh, I cannot believe that happened. I can't believe it landed on me. I can't believe it lived in our car for like a day and a half. That is yeah. rather unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. So you did, you did not keep the frog. No, absolutely not. You yeah. That frog is gone. You don't know how now have a pet frog. Named don't Rod, have, Roger. Roger no. the frog. Roger the frog. That's what you would name a frog. Froger. Froger. Yeah. Frogger. Nope. That's just different. No. Yeah. yeah. That's just it's like a frog. Roger spelt R-O-G-E-R. The D is not included. Yeah. Right? Is this like refrigerator? Is it, yeah. Is there a... Refrigerator. Yeah. Fridge. No, but in refrigerator, there's not. It's like fridge has a D, but refrigerator doesn't. Correct. Right. Irritating. Weird. Some people are like, wait, what? I know. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed 
when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, yes, speaking, sp- speaking of, this is I, I've talked to you about this already, but this is actually, I think, <laughs> something that demonstrates how absolutely absolutely remarkable our brains are yeah okay okay so and maybe there are people out there who this is not going to even be like remotely a challenge for but it is whether or not you can list a row of letters 
on your keyboard in a row just off the top of your head. Oh, okay. Like, like just going through the middle row or the bottom row because the top row is QWERTY. QWERTY plus a few more. Plus a few more. Many yeah. people know like the whole QWERTY thing. So that that that's like, you know, you've been taught like a way to like know the top. Yeah. Can you do the middle row real quick? A-S-D-F-G-H-J-K-L semicolon, right? Whoa! But those was- are the home keys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If, you, if you're a home key person, if you went to typing class and listened. Yeah. But so what I think is remarkable about <laughs> uh-huh. this. Uh, yeah, yeah. You listened. I didn't. I, I was, I went to the school of <clears throat> AOL instant messenger. Yeah, I just know where the letters are. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brain knows where the letters are, but it's like the way that that, that information is stored in my brain is more in uh, like, like physical actions that I would take on the keyboard and, and not based in knowledge. Right. It's like muscle memory. It's muscle memory, which, which I I find to be just like incredible. Yeah. Like, because it it almost makes me think like, I've talked before about wanting to learn how to play the guitar and I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, I have to like know like all the different, like, you know, chords or, or whatever all the different things are. And I'm like, could it be the case that this would be similar that like someone, someone would like be like, play a G chord and you would just be like, you know, but then, Alternatively, it would be like, where is it? Like, or can you like name the chords in a row? And it'd be like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I can. So I, yeah, I can imagine this like on the piano or something. Like if you as a child learned all the notes and how to read the music and stuff and like how to play and like memorize certain songs and like 10 years later, you're like, I don't know what any of the notes are called anymore, but my fingers, if I put them here, I can make them make this song. I can. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can like, yeah, it's like you, you have bypassed <clears throat> the, the need to know to know this information in such like a basic kind of way. Yeah. Like it almost feels to me like if you were going to give somebody a keyboard, for one, they might be like, why is it not just A B C D E F G H like you know, like like why is it not just yeah. in order? You know, but I, my guess is that if if they didn't know, like kind of like using like a rotary style phone, yeah. like I think that it's the case that like like um uh kids who are born recently in the past like, i don't know if you're like 15 years old right now i, I don't what, gen x is that gen x that's gen z gen z gen yeah. z uh as it were and like i think that they don't know how to use like a rotary phone yeah b- because it's because it's not intuitive yeah and so i'm almost curious if a keyboard could be similar to that and like if you were told with no other information how to learn how to use a keyboard and do it rapidly would you attempt to learn the order in which the letters are in. Does that oh. make sense? Like, like, do you think you would be like, okay, I need to remember that Q is like up here. I need like Q is up there. Q is up there. And like, you would keep like repeating. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you would intuitively land on like the home keys or anything. I think you'd probably just end up being a big hunt and pecker. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So like, I think that like what you would do is I bet it would be remarkable too. Cause I bet you'd be able to see people who could, who could do the peck style typing yeah. like very, very fast. Well, I think our dad is kind of like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think he is like a home key sort of person. He just like self-taught, like go, 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 go. And he can like do it really fast. Like, but it's not, it's not like a formally trained style of typing. I'm texting dad after this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I I just thought it was interesting or similarly like with, with texting, like, um, I think that there could be like a challenge, like using like your traditional. So now we have keyboards on like iPhones and stuff like that. But originally you would use like. Uh, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And each of the nines, like, so, or each of the, the numbers, if you wanted to like use Z, you would press nine four times. Right. Like nine, 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 nine. And so like, when I think about how would you type, Hey, <clears throat> and it's like, my mind actually does need to be like four, four, three, three, 
999. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's weird to think. Like, I could, I could, I could text so fast. Yeah. On that style. The thing about doing the, yeah, that style of texting was that you, like, in order to speed it up, you could also press the arrow button to, like, because you'd have to, like, hit, like, if you wanted to type the letter A, then you have to press the number two once. Right. Right. But you'd have to, like, but the phone has to allow you some time to decide what letter you're going to choose. So you have to hit, like, because, you might press A and it might be waiting to see if you're going to choose B or C. So there's like a delay before like it'll let the A sit there. Right. So, so you, press you could press the arrow button to be like, hey, doop, that's the decision. Go confirm. So it would be like, yeah, if you typed, hey, it might be whatever your letters were, but it would actually be like four, four arrow, uh, five, five arrow, nine, nine, nine. Right. Space. And, th- and then it evolved from there and it actually got, it got smart and there was something called T9. Yeah. And so T9 was very interesting because it was using uh, the group of letters that you may have used to give you the most likely word that you were looking for. Yeah. So then if you wanted to type, hey, instead of it being like four, four, three, three, nine, 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 it would be like four, three, nine. And it would be like, okay, assuming you use those three letters in that order, the most likely letter or the most likely thing you're trying to use is the word hey. Is the word hey. And, th- and then you could like sort of like evolve yeah. from there. So but then uh, autocorrect just sort of does that now anyway. It's, it's true. If you can stop. To me, it's slower to like, because the autocorrect is like, it'll, it can even guess your word. But to me, like if I was going to type the word tomorrow or something, like I think I could just thumb the letters for tomorrow faster than like, going T-O-M and then looking for tomorrow and then choosing it and then, oh sure you know, going on. But I wonder, this is a question, like how do people text now? Like do you just individually thumb each letter? Because I know you can go faster. Like you can do like the swipe thing. Oh yeah. Have you I, ever done the swipe? I've never done the swipe. I've seen people do it and it seems remarkable to me and I bet it is insanely fast. Yeah. But I have, I have never personally mastered it. I have never mastered it because I'm always like, there's no way this is that effective. But sometimes I'll just like be playing around with it. Like, I wonder if it, and it, I, it is alarming to me how good it is. Oh really? Because especially if you have, it's, to me, the thing that's been weird is like, uh, yeah, using tomorrow again is like there's two R's in a row right. in there. Like, how would I get the R twice? But it's like, eh, it'll just get it. Don't it, worry. It just knows. Yeah. Or maybe if you like, I don't know, wiggle over the R or something, it'll go. But the thing is, you don't even have to necessarily hit the R. It just sort of gets what you're going for. Right. Yeah. Right. It's pretty good. It makes me wonder, like, yeah, if, if there was just like a like a, a warehouse full of people who were like just doing words. Like, <laughs> in, in my mind, and I know that this, I don't think this is actually how things work, but like even with Siri, I just imagined like like a woman walked into a room and just started recording like as many words as was like as was possible, mm-hmm. you know, so that like you had you had like you weren't able to digitally create the voice of Siri that the voice of Siri was literally like a person. Like there is a person whose voice is Siri's voice. Is that, is that not the case? Is it a completely digitally generated voice? I have no idea. I don't now, know either. Now, if, if you hadn't questioned me, I would have stood on this ground yeah. firmly as if I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But now I have, a, a, it, it shattered beneath me. I was, I was building on a foundation of assumptions. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know either well, whether. So, so someone will have to let us know that. Cause otherwise, I mean, could you imagine like being tapped for that job. Oh, what and a, what a, what an honor. I, like what an honor, but then also it would be like, it would be so hilarious to like, you know, go in and order a burger somewhere and, and it be series voice. And the person yeah. would be like, what, what was that? Isn't, isn't there an episode of parks and rec where like they got, Ron to be the person to like read aloud all the pronunciations for the dictionary or something and they can make him say anything then. <laughs> oh yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's pretty fun. That is pretty fun. That would be pretty good. Let's see. Let's see. Here. Oh, okay. Hold on. I have more on that. Okay. Okay. So going back to your like muscle memory fingers though, sometimes 
I don't, have you ever done this? Sometimes I will, I feel like my brain will try, like if it can't remember something, it will try and just delegate the task to my fingers at the keyboard instead. Does, does, has this ever happened to you? Do you mean like if you can't spell the word conscience and so you're just sort of like throw some C's, some O's, some N's, some C's, like I, you know. No, it'll be, it's more like, like uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I thinking about? And I'll be like trying to like, trying to remember it and my brain will just be like hands like can you figure out what i'm i'm trying to think of and it'll just like like i'll just sort of like hit random buttons on the keyboard as if like my hands would just like 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 my fingers can remember the idea or something where my brain can't oh weird now to be clear brain will try and send this message to hands and hands will definitely hit a bunch of letters in a row in what feels like a natural typing motion. It is complete nonsense. It's, it does never, not wor- it's never words. Oh, it man. doesn't work. I was going to say this <clears throat> is incredible. It, it, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh my God, my brain does try and do this sometimes or it'll be like, I can tell like, uh, it, like my hands will just like start going on the keyboard. It's like, is Maybe, maybe that's just, maybe that's what the my thoughts look like or something. It's like here's the letters. Oh, that's interesting. <coughs> it, it reminds me of like the the dust cloud that follows Pigpen around. <coughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. That, that's like what I'm picturing is like a bunch of like kind of yeah. poorly drawn squiggles. I imagine this this brain path is written because of like certain words that I've like typed. Like I can imagine like even if I couldn't remember exactly what I chose for my like if I was trying to like recall a password or something. Sure. Then like I've typed that so many times my brain can just be like password and my fingers could probably be like and like get it even okay. if I couldn't like remember exactly the word I used or something. Interesting. But I think I think that's the same effect my brain is going for to no no success. To no so the question my <clears throat> question would almost be is like are you are you hoping that your subconscious is holding information that your conscious isn't holding? And and then and then uh, like assigning that, or is it possible that you are subconsciously frustrated, and the way that you exhibit the frustration is through mad mad scramble I, keystrokes? I, my my thinking on it is more that like my brain knows that its own internal brain memory is failing, but finger hands have a different sort of muscle memory. Maybe, maybe that'll work. Maybe they'll, maybe I'm they'll having know. trouble remembering this way. Let me try a different way to remember. Okay. But you would not describe <clears throat> this as like any amount of just like, I can't remember if like, no, you know, it's like, not like a frustration thing. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that no. is very interesting. Um, it, I would be just blown away if this would work because I lose my train of thought so 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 constantly oh, it would be amazing if it worked if i was like what was that and i was just like blah, 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 and i could look up and read like all of a sudden like oh that was oh, wow okay yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing that'd be like a superpower right no. <laughs> i could do that yeah let me just say because this this is interesting to me because i almost feel like like um i so frequently like will be going through my house and like like tidying something or, or doing like I don't know, whatever, just basic household chores by myself and like thinking big, big thoughts in my head as I do big thoughts. And, and it's big been brain. the case before that, like, I've been like, you know what? I should like record this. Like what, like what if this is like really good stuff? Like what if this is like compelling? What if this could be like a, like a, like a TikTok with like a powerful message? And you know, so then it's like, sometimes I've literally turned the camera on and I'm like, um, so 
have you guys ever, it's like, it's like, I've got nothing. Yeah, then it, all of a sudden you have nothing. It's like, it's like, uh, it's so articulated in my brain. It's like, it's like <clears throat> ready to go. It's like rearing. It's mm-hmm. like, if, if there was a way for there to be like a printer of my thoughts that were coming out and I could just read what they had said. It's like, you're trying to remember a dream all of a sudden. Exactly. Because like, your brain is holding it all together in a way where you know all the contacts simultaneously without needing to explain it to anyone else. Right, right, right. And then when you try and say it, suddenly you're like, well, I, you need to know this. You know, you guys get it. And, and for some reason, that, that's, the, those, those are the, the words that I think every single person who's ever described a dream ever uses the word. Yeah. And for some reason. And for some reason, the yeah. elephant's face was yours. It, I don't. For, right. Yeah. Yeah. I but know. I knew it was actually mom. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an elephant <clears throat> with your face, but I understood that it was mom. Does that yeah. make sense? You, right. Yeah. That was the situation. Yeah. Um, but this is this is like what what occurs to me a little bit is that I am I am so forgetful. Or yeah. I think maybe my brain is is just wanting to to do so many things so fast that I think what is beneficial to me when I'm like having a conversation with somebody is like, I don't even think I realize how much my brain is depending on the person with me to maintain the context of the conversation. Yeah. Because it's like, if I'm having a conversation with someone, so much of it will just flow right out. And it's like, yeah, this this is great. Like, I'm not going to like lose my train of thought, like mid conversation, but it's, it's like, that is, it's like, it's an essential, it it is an essential piece for my ability to communicate like an idea well it's mm-hmm. like i it needs to be spoken to another person not not like intended like not like thoughts that have been prepared and then that that like i could then like deliver you know to yeah does that make sense yes okay good good yeah so i i, I every other person i am an I'm a puzzle piece and every other person I've ever spoken to is the other puzzle piece. I see. I need them. You need them. Otherwise you can't get the whole picture. I got you. I just, and, and this is like, I go back to, <clears throat> I go back to the year one of super Carlin brothers and like the difficulty because I, because I've never had difficulty talking to people before, but the difficulty I had talking to the, like the, the, the black eye of the camera. Right. Like as you know, feedback, right. It's like, yeah. what, was that funny? Was it, you're not saying anything. Well, so often in like the early days of uh, yeah, like writing scripts for Super Carlin Brothers, like when it was just me at my old house, like I would just pace circles and I would like try and work the idea out in my brain like out loud. And I would say, I would like say, I would like say a sentence that I really liked the sound of out loud. And then I'd be like, ooh, that was it. That's what I need to say in the video. And then I would like go to the computer and I would immediately try and type that exact sentence out. And I could not, it's like, that's gone. It was gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. You, you had one good go. Yeah, I had one good go. And it was like, I need to have a recorder on where I'm doing this. Cause then I'll be able to, then I'll be able to do it. But the problem is if I'd had the recorder on, I never could have said that sentence. Exactly. You know, this, this happens to me. Yeah. Like I'll, like I'll have a theory idea for, for something I want to talk about. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. Alice, listen to this. It's like, I think because of this and then that, and remember this, then that, you know, and it's like, boom. And she's it, like, this will happen so often. She's like, Whoa, that was so good. And I'm like, yes, I've got a good one. And then I'll come in the next day. I'll be like, all right, Jay, loosen up. And then there's, um, hold on. How did I, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, no, it's gone. It's like, I promise if you had been there, there was if like, it came there. out, it came out good once. Ugh. Um, it's so, frustrating. I know. I know. Coming so, up with ideas for that stuff. I know. No, I know. It's, just, it it's, it's so immensely difficult. Um, so yeah, I lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry about that. I feel like what's some like it when when stuff like this is going 
It's like there's a certain amount of not, not to go back to too heavily on the name of the wind, but like the uh, like the the sleeping mind yeah. is like a little bit trying to be activated, if you will, which I think maybe the better way to express that is uh, from the movie Soul. Like when they go and when people are like in the zone. Yeah, I feel like that's the same concept in name of the wind as um awakening the sleeping mind right right like, yeah and the the idea of like the sleeping mind is that it's like it's like there there are these abilities that like if if everything if the stars aligned then like you you can like operate at a 12 out of 10 yeah you know it's like it's like you can literally do more because because everything is like just just so right and i feel like it's yeah and then like you're reading name of the wind and it's just such a weird way in which like Eloden is trying to get Quoth to like train his mind to do this because what they're trying to do is sort of this like impossible magic. Right. But like in real life, the way you would do that is like to practice over and over and over and over and over until like your your brain knows how to respond to every situation. You have like all the muscle memory everywhere and you can just rely on that more than your actual thoughts. Right. Yeah. Well, and the way that I started to think about this is is like I there's been two different kind of like analogies that that work really well in my brain. But like when I go to solve a problem, so like uh, several months ago now, Mike, the, the groom from this past weekend was in a bad bike accident. And when that happened, I, I remember like almost thinking like that I needed to like reach for like a, like an arrow from like a quiver. And it was like any of those arrows could be like potential ways to solve this problem. But it was like, it was empty, mm-hmm. you know, or it was like a tool chest. Same thing. It was like, let me get this solution, yeah. you know? And like, I could grab that solution and it would be like, okay, like I might only have one, but I have the wrench, you know, and the yeah. wrench is this solution. <clears throat> um, and I feel like, like what, what I've started to like notice more and more and more is like the moments that stress me out the most are the moments where I don't have a quiver of arrows. Right. I don't have like the, the tool chest yeah. to go and like grab something from. And so it's kind of like, I'm, I'm like sitting there and I feel like a video game character that ran out of ammo and you're just like, yeah, you know, like, like pulling nothing and then giving like a shrug to like you, the person who's yeah. like controlling the character. I can't do that. It's like, we, we, we can't do that because we don't have any more arrows. <clears throat> and so, but I think that like when you're in the zone, it's like, it's gone so far beyond a quiver of arrows that it's like, you are now wearing like a haptic suit yeah. that is connected to like every single single nerve you know and it's like instead of having a bucket of tools you literally have like millions of neurons that are all all like uniquely capable of just perfectly handling every single thing to do yeah with something Mm -hmm. so it's no longer a tool chest it's it's like extreme advanced tech exactly yeah you can operate without you thinking about it right yeah it's incredible crazy do you can you recall certain times where you've been like in the zone in the zone i can a couple yeah i can a couple yeah so so there was one in particular and this was like the funniest thing so uh when i was a kid we joined like the local ymca roller hockey league yeah and this is this is like growing up despite i think now as adults being somewhat athletic people i feel like as a kid we, we were we were never like the best at any sport that we did like rec league anything sure like that. maybe you were I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I was ever like the best maybe I, maybe I was like the best person on our team but that wasn't maybe saying much okay okay yeah. <laughs> well so anyway I mean this this was something like where I started doing like the roller hockey thing and I had been doing it just so much like we were playing like out in the street we were playing like at like a nearby banks parking lot because we like we knew that like all the cars were gone at like five and we could just like all go down there and like blade uh, or there was a park, yeah. right? Mary Elizabeth Park that we could go to and there was actually like hockey goals. Yeah. And so we were playing so much and we were like getting, or I don't know, I, I felt like I was getting very good at it to the point where it was like, I, sometimes it was almost like I was surprising myself mm-hmm. that I could like put the puck where I wanted it to go. And right. I was like, whoa, this is like, 
I can't, I, I can't what? believe this is happening. But so I remember when we moved to Roanoke, I think like Tyler and maybe even possibly Ethan, the editor, this would have been like when they were like in fourth or fifth grade. Um, they were like, we want to start a hockey team. I think probably because of the TV show, like rocket power. Or oh something. yeah. Quad team. Right. 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 So like yeah. we're in this neighborhood with a bunch of like kids and stuff. And it's like, this could totally be a thing. We'll start a league. We'll have a schedule. We'll all meet in the cul-de-sac and play. And like, this is like in my head, what's going to happen. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, will you be like our coach? And I was like, of course, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm in this is getting serious. Yeah. And it's like, I remember like going out into the cul-de-sac to like, show them stuff and it was like oh i was already like okay at this sport at least as far as um ymca parking lot league is concerned right and it was like it really was like i had a superpower like i remember like going to explain them things and like you know doing these like ridiculous spins and being like on one skate going backwards like just as if it was <laughs> as if it was absolutely nothing right and it was it was purely this it was, it was purely the fact that they had like deemed me an authority on this thing. And it was true enough that like, I almost had, I had like Dunning Kruger syndrome mixed with actual experience. Right. So it was like, I wasn't as good as I thought I was in that moment, but I had the confidence that I was, and it was also backed up by a non-zero amount of actual experience. Right. So it was like the, this, this false confidence, this like unearned confidence made me just like, I, I remember like literally like we had like a trash can set up and I was like hitting it from like every single corner of the round cul-de-sac. Yeah. You see what it there? I, yeah. <laughs> every corner of the round cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't have quarters. They're round. Yeah, exactly. 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 But the point is, is that I, it was like, and it, it literally was like, I kept like doing like a slap shot or something like that. And it was like, it was going in from so far away. And I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> like, yeah, like this, this shouldn't be, happening. this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah. How about how about you? Have you ever? Oh, for yeah. Oh. Yes. I, I was trying to think after one of the last times we were talking about this, I was like trying to really recall different times when this had happened and had like a whole list. I'm trying to remember them now. I'm not in the zone right now. Not in the zone. Not in the zone. Um, I remember one t- in college. This was a lot of times. It seems like it was like in, in like basketball stuff. Okay. Where like occasion like even just playing pickup games or something where all of a sudden like I'd just like not miss anything. Yeah. Or just like get around people. And it's like, I'm not particularly good at dribbling or like, even like I, or like, you know, I would make some shot just because like, Oh, this person is defending me too. Well, I can't pass to anyone. I'm not going to be good around him. So I'm just going to shoot to get the ball away. Sure. And it would like go in and it would like, I remember like, I'm thinking of one shot right now. Where I'm like, I can't even like, everyone looked at me like, I can't believe that just happened. How did you just do that? And I was like, I don't know what just happened. Like, like, do <laughs> like, you think it was like, again, you know, it's like some skill mixed with some amount of luck. It's like, it's like I've played enough basketball for long enough that like m- my hands know, like it, once you learn where the hoop is in relate and you know, the weight of the ball and stuff in relation to where you are, it's like I, my, my hands know what to do. Right. As long as I can just dial in on whatever particular hoop it is. It was like in that moment, it's just like, the, it's like something was taken over. It's like, it knows exactly where to put it. It's like, you, as you long got, as you got the spot, you got a whole bunch of arrows in that quiver. You got a whole bunch of arrows. It's like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot. I remember one time in college we had, a, we had a dartboard 
And so sometimes like, you know, you just sit there when you have a dartboard in college, you use it a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I, uh, darts I, seemed like a really important thing. <laughs> it did. It did. I, yeah. I remember like going to links to make sure I could have a dartboard in my yeah. place. Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember I would just sit there and throw out it sometimes for like an hour or something. And sometimes like, you know, you start moving around to random spots in like the living room, like, oh, I'm going to try to like long distance or whatever. And I remember I stood in the doorway one time with three darts and, you know, this is like in the middle of the room and I went just one, two, three, and all three of them hit the bullseye. What? And I was like, what, what was that? Like, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, did anyone, you guys see that? Like, what's, what's going on? Was somebody rolling? <laughs> was someone rolling on that? That was, huh? Buh? That was insane. Um, I don't know what was going through me. I couldn't even hit the bullseye going straight on. I don't know what happened there. But, um, but it, the, was, it was a magic moment, but it was there. And then uh, I think the, in certain times in like video games, it has happened before, like in um, uh, probably a lot of Mario Kart, because I used to play a lot of that, that it was just like my he's like, I just know what to do. Uh, when Halo one was out, I got really good at that for a while. And it would just be like, I don't even it not to the point where like, I'm just like aiming. I'm like good at like aiming the other person to be like, okay, I know where the other person's going to respond. And I just got hit and I know I have to hit the med pack. And by the time I'm not, they're going to be here and I need to hit that. And then I'll, you know, right, right, like, right, right. Yeah. It was like, it didn't matter where on the board you were, how much damage I taken, you were not going to get me and I was going to get you. And that was going to be it. Right. And it was like, uh, or just, yeah, random, random other video game moments I can think of where it was just like, I am unstoppable right now. And like, um, but like even to your own surprise, even to my own surprise where it would just sort of be like, like I would finish playing, but like, I don't even know what was going on. Right. You know, like it, like if you were too aware of it, you couldn't do it. That, and that's, that is my problem all the time. Yeah. Is that like, it's like if I'm, if I'm good at something and somebody's like, Oh no, you're like, you gotta watch out for Ben. He's like really good at this. Like, yeah. oh, it's over for me. Yeah. Like, like there, I just don't, I can't, I can't wear that Cape. Yeah. You know, but like, so I'd be curious about this because it, 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 there's so many people that I know who are like, like, Oh man, I could take you in Mario Kart any day. And I'm like, and not to me, but I'm, I'm always like, you couldn't beat my brother. Like, <laughs> it's like, I, I understand that you might think that you're good, but like, I, I've never seen somebody beat Jay before. Like <laughs> this doesn't happen. And, hmm. um, so I, I feel like it's proven to be mostly true, but I've always been, I've always been curious if like someone showed up, I'm like, you're not gonna be able to beat him. Like, does that put pressure on you that you're like, no, now I gotta win. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, I would, or do you I, just win? Cause that's what you do. I think, in that case, I would just feel confident mostly that the other person just hadn't played as much. Like, it's like I know that most people our age have not spent as much time trying to be good at Mario Kart as I have. Yeah. It's not that, not that I don't think they could be better or not that they wouldn't be. I just think it is, un, in my experience, it is unlikely that you have sat down and put dedicated effort into being into better. becoming better not just like i played it a lot but like i played it trying to improve yes yes yeah and, and this is this is like i think the the very very big difference is that i think so many people probably were like they had college roommates and yeah. they, they would they would all go and play like mario kart and it could be the case that you were far and away the best person compared to the other people there and so like you could always beat them and the more you guys played your skill just continued to exist far enough ahead of the other people that you continue to always be the best. Right. Um, but I, I always feel like that is like the big thing. It's like, you think you're the best because nobody, none of your roommates can beat you. Right. <laughs> that is different. <laughs> that is different. Yeah. Right, yeah. But, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Yay, Mario Kart. Now we're just going to have to have like a, I know. A, a Champions League. A Champions League. Now I'm inviting the... I know. The, 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 the creme de la creme. Yeah, I know. There this are people out there that are like cracks you knuckles. That's like... Th- like yeah i mean if i go online and you can like you know pair against people like you can do like worldwide pairings and stuff like that and certainly there are really good people out there oh yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like ooh, but and they'll like win pretty consistently but the thing yeah and the thing about mario kart especially in the modern one is that they want it to be a lot more fair mm-hmm. so like yeah you can be a lot better but in a group of a lot of really good people it can still be pretty random because there's you know always what? a bunch of chaos happening you know what's kind of interesting about this though is that like the olympics just went off but it's almost like video games have such a greater opportunity to expose you to people who are like elite yeah. inside of your game so like like let's say you run 5ks like you know, like a, like a 3.1 mile race yeah. here in Roanoke, you could run like a, like a 16 minute 5k and chances are 15, 30, 16 minutes. And I bet you would win most races yeah. here in Roanoke, but like you can't go like just every single evening and tap into it and be like, I'm going to race the, the, the best, the, everybody else who can run a 1530 in the country. Cause like, yeah. because certainly any city has more than one person who can do this. Yeah. But how often are all of those people in the same place? Yeah. Like very infrequently, if ever at all. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like an Olympic runner runs like a 12 minute. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you are literally at that point in time talking like you can be extremely good and you could probably beat or be as competitive as like the competitive people from most cities in like your surrounding area. Yeah. But that still doesn't make you as good as like a pro. But the difference with this being though, that like if you're, if you're playing Mario Kart and you are the person who could beat everyone here in Roanoke, Virginia, Mm -hmm. you still have to compete with everybody in Richmond, Virginia, Yeah, you know, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And it's like, on any given evening, you literally will be paired up by like algorithmic purposes with all of those people. All the people who are like, yeah, it'll try and pull people who are like near your skill level and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or at so, least according to what your present skill level is, I guess I could just start a fresh account and see how that went. But I'm sure that you would just kind of like <laughs> rip roar through well, it. Well, probably for a while. For a while. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. But is, like, is that not interesting to you? It's interesting to me. No, that, it like, is that, for like, sure. That video games offer this unique circumstance where you can you can play against other elite people so easily yeah versus you know if you're if you're that 5k runner here in roanoke you you can't just like use all the other elite people in the country yeah to train against all the time yeah Yeah, it's like yeah people can get better at video games faster because you have access to the highest level of competition easier and more often so here's the other question there then would be like are is there a chance that people are better at video games like the skill levels are significantly more refined relative to like the 5,000 meter for, for, for example, Mm -hmm. like if, if, if it was the case that like all of these people were constantly in like regular competition with one another, would it be the case that like so much would have been learned by now that people would just be getting faster and faster and faster and faster and which they are anyway. Yeah. But because video games offer such extreme exposure has more refinement come in the world of video games. Probably. I mean, people, I mean, when you were like the top level pro or whatever game you're playing, I mean, there are like, you know, all the numbers and stats and data and like the single second decisions that make or break a game or the pixels you missed by and stuff like that you're in the haptic suit yeah yeah right like you're it's you can be pretty pretty leaned in it's not a tool shed it's not a tool shed and it's like it it, it's crazy though because even like um 
I don't know. Like, you know, we talk about like Pokemon or the Pokemon trading card game and stuff. Yeah. A lot. Like it's it's crazy to me, like the the player scope four, which I was which we talked about me playing in a while ago. Yes. Just wrapped up like a couple weekends ago. And it's like you could like watch the all the finals be streamed on the Pokemon channel online. And before every match, they would like break down like the credentials of all the people there. And it's like no one's just there for the first time. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. it's like everyone who's in the top, you know, 16 or 32 have been like champions in like four different areas before. Yes. It's not just like, oh, yeah, they won this one thing one time. It's like, no, everyone there has like a whole accolade. Everyone's like insanely good. Yes. The whole it's like they are not there by accident. No one just won their way in, you know, like it, it makes like, you know, like I, I could sit there and think like, oh, this would be a fun thing to compete in. But like realistically, I don't think me had any chance of advancing past the first round, you so, know? Yeah. <laughs> so and in, in like, yeah, to, you, to <clears throat> use that again, like the, the running analogy, it would almost be like, OK, like if I how much energy could I put into that and how non-competitive would I be? Right. For how long? Yeah. Because like for me to run like a 17 minute 5K would be a feat yeah like a remarkable accomplishment i would be so proud of myself yeah and still i wouldn't even, i wouldn't even be close to winning in roanoke right you know <laughs> and it's like oh yeah so it, you still be beating like 90 percent of people yeah yeah yeah, you yeah. Know? so like when, when you look at it framed that way like you can you can find yourself in like the the upper echelon by by committing this much energy to to this particular thing um yeah like similarly in cross country in high school i felt this way it was like i was you know, on the state team or I was, I, you know, I went to States and I ran like a 30 second PR like be- best time ever by 30 seconds. Yeah. And I came in 104th. Right. You know, and it's like, and this was like, there, there are multiple divisions in the state of Virginia. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have to be like up there in terms of, yeah, that was in the double A race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, like, there's still a triple A and a four A race. Yeah, to come. And right. So it's <laughs> what. And those are with the big schools and the people who are really fast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but that's like, yeah, like I wonder then, like whoever came in first place at the double A level, like how do they finish compared to like the triple A field? You know, True. were they in first place then or were they in like 10th or 11th all of a sudden? Right. You know, maybe they were. Maybe they're the one. Maybe it's better just not look. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? You won your race. Good for you. Yeah. If you're a state champion, that's it. That's it. No further research needed. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Only because you were a double A school. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, I would not oh, like that one. Bit. I would hate that. Yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah. No way. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I feel like we're at a we're at a good spot. I think so. We've covered a lot of ground today. We have. Yeah. We have. We've we, we've traveled far. We have. We've there, learned. We've learned new things. We have. There were frogs on the ceiling. There were frogs. <laughs> there were frogs. There were frogs. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! Well, if you would like to uh, get more popcorn culture action, you can head on over to our Patreon, where Jay and I record in an additional. 20 ish minutes of show, which we call after the final pop, which mm-hmm. is usually just topics that we didn't get into over here on the main channel. Uh, you can find that over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Uh, otherwise you can email me at popcorn culture pod at gmail.com. I do regularly check the email over there. So if you send something in, I don't always have the ability to respond, but I do see it. Yes. Uh, so I do, I do appreciate anything over there. Otherwise uh, you can find us on Reddit where there's just good quality popcorn culture conversation happening out all the time but otherwise until next week pop pop 